Welcome to After Hours with Dr. Sigaloff, where he can share ideas and thoughts with you. He gets to the heart of the issue so that you can find the truth. The views and opinions expressed are his and do not represent the U.S. Army, DOD, nor the U.S. government. Dr. Sigaloff was either off-duty or on approved leave, and Dr. Sigaloff was not in uniform at the time of recording. Now, to Dr. Sigaloff. I want to say thank you to all my listeners and thank you for joining me on another episode. So far, we have listeners in Washington, Texas, Maine, Georgia, California, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Kansas, Illinois, Arizona, New Mexico, Florida, Alaska, Alabama, Ohio, North Carolina, New York, Michigan, Massachusetts, Indiana, Hawaii, 21 states. We also have listeners in Germany, Slovenia, United Kingdom, Bahamas, and to my listeners out in Queensland and New South Wales of Australia, thank you. Please keep listening. Keep sharing this. I've seen some recent videos protesters in Australia, over 200 plus thousand protesters. Keep protesting. Keep fighting for your freedoms. Before we go over a quick synopsis of what today's episode is going to include, I'd first like to hear some words from someone we'll call Doe. This man was instrumental in the Doe versus Rumsfeld as he was Doe in that case. Doe versus Rumsfeld was all about anthrax vaccine and its unauthorized use and force upon U.S. service members. Doe, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sam. It's intellectually valuable and instructive for us to reflect on the words of Brigadier General William Billy Mitchell, the inspirational founding father of the United States Air Force. In the pre-World War II era, he cautioned the military about their use of air power, accusing them of incompetency criminal negligence, and an almost treasonable administration of the national defense. These same warnings potentially apply to our military leaders today as they impose mandatory COVID vaccines using emergency use authorized products. The very first application of the emergency use authorization occurred in 2005 for the military with the anthrax vaccine. Today, the only approved vaccine, Comirnaty, is not available and therefore the military is implementing the COVID vaccine mandate in violation of 10 U.S.C. 1107A. No presidential waiver has been signed and there should be no penalty or loss of entitlement. This is an ideal time for the military to resurvey their judgments. Thank you, Doe. Thank you for ensuring that all service members know what their rules and rights are. Thank you for the fight that you did while most of us had no idea what was going on in the world, while most of us were completely oblivious. You will be in our hearts and our prayers, along with all our brothers and sisters in Australia. Today we're going to be talking about why are women lying about getting the vax when they go on dates? Why is Krispy Kreme giving incentives like more donuts for people who have been vaccinated? Why are we labeling anti-vaxxer and gagging doctors speaking the truth? We'll also hear an audio clip from a prisoner of war and his perspective. And also hear a little bit about government-sponsored propaganda. We'll also be able to hear a few words from the Pfizer CEO and his opinions on the first two shots. We'll be able to hear some perspectives on vaccine efficacy, which is what I've been discussing and how I believe that efficacy is what we should be talking about, not effectiveness. And lastly... We'll hear Anthony Fauci get caught on an open mic saying some rude remarks to elected officials. 
had this article shared with me recently. It says vaccinated women are now lying about their vaccine status as more men see them as a infertility risk. There was people who were getting angry at unvaccinated people for being unvaccinated. But then they pressured people into getting vaccinated. And they said, don't worry, it's safe and effective. Don't worry, it's safe and effective. Now, it's so not safe and effective that the popular mindset is that men believe it's not safe and they shouldn't be dating these women if they want to have children in the future. And they could have possible birth defects and even infertility. And this idea is so pervasive that women are actually lying when they're out dating. Now, this article goes on to talk about how, you know, this guy was dating this girl. She lied on the first date about her vaccine status, and then they broke up. Now, I don't disagree with the guy, right? If you're going to lie about something like that right off the bat, what else can you lie about? But the issue is these women were pressured into taking something that they probably didn't want to take, that they thought they were helping others, and now it's having detrimental effect on their entire future. This is an article from The Exposed. Official German government data suggests that fully vaccinated will develop acquired immunodeficiency syndrome by the end of January 2020. Now, let's just look at some of the the information here. It says that in Germany, 70% are fully vaccinated. And there are 2.9, almost 3% that are partially vaccinated and 26% unvaccinated. When they go through the article here, the vaxxed or the vaccinated are 8.12 times more likely to be infected with Omicron. More likely to be infected with Omicron. Let me see that one more time. More likely to be infected with Omicron. So this whole, it's safe and it's effective and it'll keep you from getting infected. Well, they were wrong. You don't have to buy into their lies anymore. Saw this news article from CNN that Krispy Kreme is doubling down. It's putting free donut promotion for customers uh, vaccinated against COVID-19. Okay, so all you got to do is give you something that will make you more overweight and put you at much greater risk of dying from the infection. Here's a company that sells products that increase your risk of obesity. And we now know that if you're obese, you have a much greater risk of dying from COVID. And the reason has to do with your fat cells making interleukin-6. Interleukin-6 is what causes the the cytokine storm when you become ill. Go get some donuts. Yeah, that's going to be a great idea for you. Has anyone seen the definition of anti-vaxxer? So this is straight from Merriam-Webster. This is a lot of fun here. A person who opposes the use of vaccines or regulations mandating vaccines. Some self-identified anti-vaxxers are vehemently against all vaccines. Some are skeptical of specific vaccinations. One can be labeled an anti-vaxxer even if all the evidence seems to point that it's a dangerous product that they want to inject into you that they're calling a vaccine when it's not. It's genetic therapy. Go look up the definition of genetic therapy if you don't know already. I've been accused of spreading misinformation calling it genetic therapy. I've actually been given a gag order where I can't talk about COVID-19, vaccines, or virus during the duty day and in uniform. You know, obviously today is not a duty day because I'm on leave and I'm obviously not in uniform right now. But I've also been allegedly told that I cannot say gene or genetic therapy in the clinic with the patient. So first, you know, that's suppressing my First Amendment rights. If that was actually given to me, that's not an order that was ever given to me. But this type of therapy is genetic therapy. Now, it's misinformation if someone is confused and they're not educated enough to know that Genetic therapy doesn't have to change your genome. That's not what genetic therapy is. Genetic therapy is putting in a gene that will change the function of your cell. It doesn't have to go into your nucleus. It doesn't have to change the the genetic code of you. It just has to change the function of your cell to be called gene therapy. And that's exactly how these alleged vaccines work. And now, if you don't like them, Merriam-Webster puts a label on you 
that they call anti-vaxxer. Well, there's a lot of things that go along with that, giving someone a name, separating them from the herd, cutting them out, isolating them, ridiculing them. These are all tactics we've seen before. Let me play a little excerpt from a Jocko Willink podcast that I recently listened to. The guest he had on was Michael Durant. Michael Durant was the helicopter pilot that was shot down in Mogadishu. He was in captivity for 11 days. And he has something that's very interesting, very interesting perspective. Having gone to survival school and understanding that this is something you might encounter and probably will, certainly in a long-term situation, uh, I had my guard up, you know. But the reality is, and, and, and I am no expert on captivity, there's people that spent lot longer in captivity than I did. But over time, if you repeat a story often enough, it, it starts to creep into your, your mind, and, and I think it gains credibility over time through repetition. So it's a long practice uh, technique. So what Michael Durant was just saying is that if you're in captivity, in captivity it means isolation, it means limited access to others, it means limited Internet access, it means... Uh, everything that you do is controlled, making it to where you don't have complete autonomy. That when you're in captivity like that, one of the tactics they use is to give you a certain bit of information. Whether that information is true or not, they give it to you, and they give it to you, and they give it to you, and they give it to you, until you begin to feel that that is true. And so instead of defaulting to what you knew was true, now you begin to default to, well, what they said is true. The idea that I need a test. Well, do I have COVID? Do I not have COVID? I need a test. I need to know if I have COVID. What if it's not COVID? What if it is COVID? Okay, now I just got COVID, but I need to test again. Do I still have COVID? Am I still COVID test positive? Do I still test positive after getting COVID? Yes. You are still, you're still positive and you shouldn't retest for 90 days because you'll continue to show that you're positive. If you have all the symptoms of COVID, then you likely have COVID. You don't need the test to tell you that it's COVID. You don't need to be tested if you're asymptomatic. That actually goes against good testing practices. That throws off the accuracy of the test because then you're going to have more false negatives, false positives, and the test isn't going to work well because of all of these numbers getting thrown off. It's also not good to test for things unless we have a treatment. And so now we're, we're testing, and we don't even have a treatment, allegedly. All of you know that we actually do have a treatment. There's various protocols out there that involve certain medications that, that, you know, the FDA has called horse medication. This made me so angry when I saw this. There was a, a tweet put out by the FDA, and it was a picture of a guy standing next to a horse, and it says, hey, hey, y'all, leave this. you're not a horse and you're not a pig, but why don't you go ahead and leave this medication to them? You're right. Those are all true statements. We're not horses. We're not pigs. Those are not medications just for horses and pigs. And the tone in which they wrote it is completely offensive to anyone who's ever grown up in the country around animals. To assume that we're that stupid that we would take horse medication, it's sickening. And that's propaganda that's put out by the FDA. That was actually in one of the documents that's being used against me. That tweet was referenced. Oh, well, it must be horse medication. You know what? We also Horses also use amoxicillin. They also use water, horse hydration fluid, right? I drink that every day. You probably do too. Should we not drink that? How foolish they are, how foolish they think we are, that by calling it a horse medication, that that's going to make us not want to take it. 
if it's life-saving, if it's less dangerous than Tylenol and Tylenol's over the counter and you're ridiculing the way we speak by saying y'all, well, y'all don't know what's coming. Y'all don't know the rebellion that's going against the medical community. And I, I pray to God that all of this comes to the court system because all of this should be nonviolent. But there is no trust for any doctor out there. I don't trust doctors. There's very few doctors in this world that I trust. And the reason is, is they've broken that trust. Trust is one of those things that I start, I give everyone a measure of trust. And I think this is a good way to live. You give everyone a small measure of trust. And then they can either build that trust up or dash it to pieces. And once it's dashed, it can't be put together again. The medical community has dashed all of the, the trust that we ever put in them. It's gone. You have to make these decisions for yourself. But do you think I'm going to let anyone near me with a needle? Have you heard of all the mistakes that have been happening where someone under 18 gets Moderna on accident because they were doing a vaccine drive in the same room? How foolish is that? Have you seen cases or heard of these stories of, of children going to you know various pharmacies to get the flu vaccine? And they walk out with the card that says, come back in 28 days. Unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. How come these, these things never seem to happen with other vaccines? Or maybe they did and no one cared and no one knew and no one said anything. But there is no trust left. If you can find a doctor that you trust, stick to them like glue. That is a blessing in your life. On January 3rd, we found out that the FDA authorized Pfizer boosters for children ages 12 to 15, citing Omicron. Wait a second. I thought it didn't work well. I thought we heard stuff from Germany that it didn't work well. So this is from Peter Marks. Based on the FDA's assessment of currently available data, booster dose of the currently authorized vaccines may help provide better protection against both the Delta and Omicron variants. And this is Peter Marks, MD, PhD. Do you trust that? I certainly don't. Now, I'll show you something else that's that interesting. So this is, this next clip is going to be from the Pfizer CEO. We know that um, the three, the two doses of the vaccine offer very limited protection, if any. The three doses with a the booster, they offer reasonable protection against hospitalization and deaths. Uh, in, in against deaths, I think very good, um, and uh, less protection against uh, infection. We know that um, uh, 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 they offer some protection. Do they? Then why do we need a third one? Do they really offer some protection, or do they just help get you more products into more people? They initially told us that this was going to help prevent infection. Well, they're still getting infected. Okay, well, now it's it's going to help make it less severe. Okay, well, maybe it's going to help you get less hospitalizations. Well, maybe it's maybe the first two don't do anything. That's what he just said. Maybe the, the not maybe, he said the first two don't offer protection. Again, no trust in the medical community. Oh, and I saw this other uh, clip of, of that same CEO talking from Pfizer. And it's interesting how he is banned by law in his country from taking that medication. He says, you know, I really want to get it, but I just, I'm not allowed by law. Interesting how the, he's, he's allowed his lobby, his lobbyists, to, to prevent him from taking his experimental medication. You think if it was so great, he'd, he'd be able to change that, those laws fairly quickly. Let's continue down this line just a little bit more about jabs and how well they work. So recently, Fox News had Alex Brenson, and he's the author of Pandema on I don't know much about his book. I don't know anything about this man. But let's listen to what he says about Omicron and the vaccine. In highly vaccinated countries in Europe right now where we have really good data, vaccine efficacy has turned negative, meaning vaccinated people are more likely to catch Omicron 
about 10 weeks, uh, I shouldn't say 10 weeks, about 24 weeks out after full vaccination. Meaning, meaning for reasons we don't fully understand, um, it looks like it, the vaccines are not just not controlling infection or transmission, but actually accelerating infection and transmission in, in, in Omicron. Isn't that interesting? But didn't the FDA just a few days ago authorize the booster for 12 to 15-year-olds? And now, less than a month later, they're saying, oh, well, it, it might actually increase your risk of infection. And then we see the Pfizer CEO saying, well, the first two jabs don't really do anything. Did they not do anything or did they make it worse? Because what I just heard is they make it worse if you had those. Meanwhile, in Houston, there was a mother charged with throwing the 14-year-old child into the trunk of the car because they were concerned that their child, their own child, had COVID-19 and they didn't want to be exposed. So they threw their child into the trunk of the vehicle. Okay, so this is part of that captivity thing going back to Michael Durant. When you've been in captivity for so long, which we all have now for approximately two years, and you get fed the same line and you're put in total fear, this is what happens. There's also a viral video out there of grandma draped in plastic sheets and, and hold, trying to hold this child. That is so unnatural. So how long does this continue? I'll let you know how long it continues. It continues until you say no more. It continues until you say, I'm done with this. Until you say, I want to see my doctor who, who gives me the truth. It continues until we all stand up and, and make all the legal arguments and the legal fights that we have to, to protect ourselves, to protect our children and our grandchildren. What world do you want to leave behind for your children? Do you want to leave a world where you cowered in fear and you hid from a disease that gets worse when you hide from it? and gets worse when you get injected with what they want you to, to allegedly protect you, that doesn't? I want to live in a world where I tell my children, stand up strong, do the right thing, stand up for those who are tread upon. Do not be tread upon. Don't go looking for fights, but also don't get taken advantage of. That's the world I want to live in. That's the world that need, we all need to live in. Now let's go over what California's doing. California's school district Let's just listen to their, their union boss, the teacher union boss talk. In terms of vaccines, I think what Gavin Newsom did in California is really the best model, which is that the semester after they, are, they go from emergency use to full authorization and the FDA has done everything that they need to do, that's what California has said. That is the semester that they become mandatory. But and you right support now, that nationally? And, and I, I personally support that. The union hasn't taken a position on that. Why but not? Personally, I support that. And, you know, because we haven't, you know, our California Federation has, and they support it. And, you know, generally, I believe that we will take that position. And Are you going to allow them to coerce you into taking something? Because it's not force. They're not holding your child down. Now, they might be tricking your child. I've heard of that. You know, saying, oh, here's a piece of pizza. Don't tell your parents. That is awful. That's worse than awful. Recently saw this story. It's out of Argentina, so it's, it's not here, but it's the same idea. And this is a three-year-old girl. In the article, it says that mom felt that she was forced to have her little girl take this alleged immunization. I want to make it clear, this, what this girl was injected with is not offered in the United States. This product 
was made by the Chinese Sinopharm vaccine. And what she says here is, let me quote something for you. This is from the mother of this child that died of a heart attack at three years old. This government that forces you, and it's to get the vaccine, killed my three-year-old baby. She died three days after getting this, of a heart attack. Have you ever heard of a three-year-old getting a heart attack? Never heard of it. I'm sure there's somewhere, there's a case study somewhere of a child that's three years old dying of a heart attack. Never heard of it otherwise. I've been in practice for nine years. Never heard of a child having a heart attack like that. And it's proximity that close to getting this alleged, one of these alleged vaccines. It doesn't seem right because it's not right. When will we stand up and protect our children? You don't have to get this for your children if you don't want to. Yeah, will it be more difficult? Sure, there's going to be things that are more challenging. It might cost more to go to private school. It might cost more to do homeschool. You might have to rearrange your life a little bit. But let's, let's have this thought experiment. You're standing in front of your home and it's burning to the ground. What will you go back into that house? What will you risk your life going back into that house to get? Will you go back in for the TV? Will you go back in for your computer? Will you go back in for your nice new suit? Or will you go back and get your screaming children who are terrified, who don't know right from wrong? You'll go back, get them. This is the time to go back and get your children and save them because our country is burning to the ground. So how do you protect them? Well, that's different for everyone, but you have to figure that out, whether that's private school, whether that's homeschool, whether that's protecting them from the medical community. Again, when you find the right doctor, you stick with them forever. Let's listen to this clip and find out what this man's saying. He's holding a letter, and we'll just take it from there. So this is a piece of paper. Can Lindsay zoom in on it? This is an eviction notice, I believe, to anybody older than five who's not vaccinated is getting evicted from Ronald McDonald House. So I'm just going to go talk to people at the counter and see if it's legit or not. Hey. Well, I'm just asking if, like, we got this last night. Yes. Uh, it's just pretty disturbing. I'm just wondering if it's legit. Is this saying that, like, everybody who's not vaccinated is getting evicted? Will we have a grace period to which you can um, get your first dose? Yeah. But essentially, as of January 17th, it's a board mandate from our own. So I just want to get this straight. So by the end of the month, my four-year-old boy with leukemia is getting evicted because we don't have a vaccine? This is, if he was six months old, he would be getting evicted. But yeah, because we don't have the vaccine, you're going to... Throw us on the snow for a few weeks' notice. Like, this is some kind of crazy evil. Like, I have never seen in my life. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. Everybody knows you still have to wear the masks because you can go out and catch COVID, transmit it, and bring it back in. It's like vaccinated people have to wear masks, though, so it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. So just, like, the idea is to make people safer. This isn't about safety. This is, this is coercing people to get a vaccine, choosing between their children and their own beliefs, whether it's religious beliefs, whether they're hesitant to get a vaccine. My kid has gotten all his vaccines. We're not anti-vaccines. This is absolutely an abomination. Say that, so just let me get this clear. Are you both of you vaccinated? No. Okay. 
So what we're doing is protecting the safety of everybody in the house. No, you're not. Because a vaccinated person can still get it and transmit it. That's right. And so what we're trying to do is reduce the risks to the entire That doesn't make sense. Your conscience is seared. You understand? This is absolutely evil. So do you want me to... You're evicting kids with leukemia. Kids who have strokes. That's chilling. Okay, so that's at, allegedly at Ronald McDonald House. If you have anyone or know anyone at a Ronald McDonald House, um, send me some information about that. I'd love to find out more about that. If that is truly going on, please be the advocate for the parents and for the children's there, the children that are there. This is just completely unacceptable. It doesn't actually prevent the disease. We just earlier listened to some audio clips of how the first two shots didn't work, and we also listened to some information from uh, German officials that say that it doesn't seem like the first two shots, not only do they not help, but they may actually put you at greater risk of infection. And so now there are health institutions that are forcing people to to get this this inoculation or this, this shot, which is, I'm not going to call it a vaccine, it's more of a genetic therapy, um, forcing them to get it to stay in treatment. Folks, this is, this is a terrible place to be in this world, okay? So that last clip really demonstrated how, how crazy some people are, are acting and how some crazy some institutions are acting. But I want to leave you with a little bit of, a, a bit of humor uh, before we wrap this up. This is a video that's going viral right now, and it's a guy, he sounds out of breath the whole time he's talking, but here, just, just go ahead and listen. In my body, fascinate me to go to the party. Omar is back. Fascinate me, white or black. Fascinate you, fascinate who? Fascinate you all day long. Fascinate your dad and mom. Fascinate me in my thong. Fascinate the mayor. I am a fascination player. What can I say? I'm the... Real Ron say a prime time, nine and nine, on the ground, all the time. I blow your mind, I spit the rhyme, I commit the crime. I'm always on time, cause I'm nine and nine. I stop, and I grind a shot, and I blow your mind. One more time, vaccinate your mind. Vaccinate your body, vaccinate your life, your vaccination party. I love y'all, peace. No, thank you. I will not vaccinate my mind with with untruth. With the inability to look up and find the truth, with the inability to see the truth. I will keep my eyes open. I will keep my ears open. I will look and I will see the truth. In fact, the medical community has broken the trust with me so much, and I'm sure many others will be on this road soon, that I can't trust them at all. I will never receive another inoculation or vaccine or anything ever again voluntarily. I will never allow my children to get any more. That's a decision you have to make, and I'm not giving medical advice. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I will not allow anyone near my children or myself or my family with a needle because I can't trust what's in that needle. Let's listen to one last clip from Anthony Fauci. By the definition that you are very well aware which Your P3CO definition is just know, a legalese to get away to allow you to do the viral gain of talking about studies. Senator, Senator Marshall. COVID infections have increased 72% and deaths increased 27%. This we know. If you look at this data, your current plan is not working. The current plan is not working. We need therapeutics at warp speed. Ms. O'Connell, who is responsible for this failure? 
Senator Marshall, thank you for that question. Uh, we are making six therapies available uh, to the American people uh, free of Who's charge. responsible for the failure? Senator Marshall, we continue to make therapies available at warp speed to the American people. The Biden administration has allocated over $80 billion for testing and only $15 billion on therapeutics. It's obvious that your plan has failed. We can't keep throwing good money after bad money. This is insanity. We have to admit our mistakes and go a different direction. Ms. McConnell, would you commit to an Operation Warp Speed for therapeutics? Senator Marshall, thank you. Uh, therapeutics are part of Operation Warp Speed, and that's how we have the six therapies that we're currently making available to states free of charge. They'll be available after Delta is has already been come and gone, and also after, of course, Omicron will be said and done as well. Dr. Fauci, 59% of Americans and 81% of Republicans do not have a favorable opinion of you. Frankly, honestly, you've lost your reputation. The American people don't trust the words coming out of your mouth. Every day you appear on TV, you do more damage than good when it comes to educating the public on COVID. Suppose you were leading a team in an effort to try to get people to stop smoking cigarettes. But every time your spokesperson goes on television, over half the nation goes out and buys a pack of Marlboros. Wouldn't you stop that person from appearing on national television? Once again, Senator Marshall, I believe that's a real distortion of the reality. If you look at everything that I've said on TV, it is to validate, encourage, and get people to abide by the recommendations of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Look at everything I've ever said. Yeah, Dr. Fauci, I understand that, but, but perception is tested. reality. Yeah. And you're hurting the team right uh, now. Yeah. You are hurting the team right now. Dr. Fauci, you previously told this committee under oath that NIH and NAIAD have never funded gain-of-function research with the HECO Health right. Alliance. However, a report from the Department of Dis Defense Inspector General released yesterday states that EcoHealth Alliance proposed DARPA in 2018 seeking funding to conduct gain-of-function research on bat-borne coronaviruses. This proposal, named Project Diffuse, D-E-F-U-S-E, was rejected by DARPA because the project didn't address the current research's potential to violate the gain-of-function moratorium. The proposal does not mention or assess potential risk of gain-of-function research. That's a direct quote from the DARPA rejection letter. The same proposal rejected by DARPA for gain-of-function potential was not rejected, but by NIAID under your leadership. You funded Project Diffuse and its research that took place at the Wuhan Institute right. of Virology. Why did you tell the committee that your agency has never funded gain-of-function research? Why did your agency award this grant despite it being rejected by DARPA due to its concerns about violating the moratorium that was in place? And finally... Will you commit today to release all records fully unredacted by the end of this week so Congress and the American people can know the truth about NIH's role and the origins of COVID-19? So, again, Senator, it really pains me to have to just point out to the American public how absolutely incorrect you are. What came out last night on Project Veritas was a grant that was submitted to DARPA. Then it distorted and said, 
we funded the grant. We have never seen that grant, and we have never funded that grant. So once again, you are completely and unequivocally incorrect when you join the DARPA proposal was a grant that we never saw and we did not fund. So you are incorrect. Our social media will have all the supporting documents and we'll yeah, be supporting but, uh, these Senator, to the record well, as well. You are, you're you. backing down on this? Why don't we go and look at the very Veritas statement? They were talking about a grant that was submitted to DARPA. Are you saying this said, was not? Are you saying that this was viral gain-of-function research? I'm telling you that you're saying... Are you that saying that this DARPA was grant? not viral gain-of-function research? By the definition that you were very well aware... Which Your P3CO definition is you know, just a legalese to get away to allow you to do the viral gain of talking function about, studies. Senator. Senator Marshall, if you'll please allow the witness to respond. Senator, we know, and the misinformation, that the guide rails for what can be done or not were not established by me. They were established by a three-year process led by the Office of Science and Technology Policy of the White House. And decided by you in a secret meeting at the White House in December of 2019. Uh, Senator, that is incorrect. And this refers exactly to what I was talking about in response to Senator Rand Paul. You are incorrect completely. And every time I try you to explain... You saying you're incorrect, but the facts are on my side. So why, why will you not commit to sharing everything open, unredacted with this Congress? So, so here's an example. Dr. Fauci, uh, this hearing is critically important to the American people. There are millions of people infected with the COVID virus. Right. It is impacting every part of our economy. Every family is asking for answers to critical questions. Both sides of the aisle have asked tough questions, but we are not going to allow this committee hearing to be another personal attack that undermines our ability to deal with this uh, uh, terrible virus that is impacting so many people. I will then turn to Senator Smith. Thank you. Well, that's pretty amazing. So did you see how angry he was getting? Yeah, you typically get that angry when, when you're trying to hide something. At least that's been my experience when people are calling you out on your, on your garbage. Um, there was gain-of-function done. We've known this for a long time. I've been called a conspiracy theorist uh, because, oh, there's gain-of-function. Well, no, there was gain-of-function. We, we know that. We know Ralph Barrick did gain-of-function. We, we know that. We Now we have the documents to prove it. And we knew that before because we had supplementary documents. We had other things on the side that showed that he was doing that. We had video of actually Ralph Barrick saying that he changed a virus, which by definition is gain-of-function. My financial disclosures are public knowledge and have been so you are getting amazingly wrong information so uh, uh, I, I cannot find them our office cannot find them where would they be if they're public knowledge Sen where it is totally accessible to you if you want it for the public is it accessible to the, to the public, public? Okay. to the public Great. we look Senator forward Marshall, to reviewing you are totally incorrect well, we look Marshall, forward to reviewing it Senator Marshall Dr. Fauci has answered you. It is public information, and he's happy to give it to you if you would ask. Senator Moran. What a moron. Jesus Christ. Did you catch that last little part? Caught on the hot mic. What a moron. JC. Yeah. That is what Anthony Fauci says because he's so angry that people are accusing him of doing something wrong. And that so many people are accusing him of doing something wrong. Remember, he feels that he is science. And when you feel like you're science, then 
then to question him is to question science. But that's the whole point of science is to question. Science is the act of asking questions and looking for the answers and seeing if, if there is a difference or no difference. That's what we call the null hypothesis. Thank you for joining me on another episode. I truly appreciate you listening. Next episode will be about food and optimizing your entire operating system, optimizing your output from your body. At times it may feel like we're losing. At times it may feel like we're winning. At times it feels like we're losing ground. I wanna assure you this is not a battle about gaining or losing ground. This is a battle in the unseen realm. Therefore, it is a battle about your soul. It's a battle over your child's soul, your spouse's soul. So when you feel like you're losing, what I want you to do is close off to the world a bit for a while. Take that knee. Figure out whatever it is that brings you closer to your God. And then get back up after you've put on the full armor and get ready to get back at it make courage more contagious than fear. <laughs>